Welcome to this bonus episode of Then One Day. In these podcasts, we share tips and advice from community business leaders that we hope will be useful to you if you run a similar project or if you're looking to start one. Today, you'll be hearing from Caroline afolabi Delu, the founding director of Success for All, a Newcastle-based charity that is fighting for education equality. Throughout Caroline's long career as a modern languages teacher, she's met many talented, intelligent students who were slipping through the cracks in the system. That's what inspired Caroline to set up Success for All. It's fair to say that there are a lot of brilliant ideas out there in terms of improving the lives of our children, but the nuts and bolts of actually running projects with young people requires a unique and sometimes daunting set of considerations. So we put it to Caroline, how do you go about setting up a business that works with children? 14 years ago, with a group of parents, concerned parents from the West End of Newcastle, and we were all from multi-ethnic backgrounds, we were quite concerned about our children, especially when our children had English as a second language. We wanted to set up a learning club, but we we strongly felt that it shouldn't feel like an extension of the school day. It shouldn't be a homework club. It was trying to recreate the homely learning environment in a community building. We went to University of Newcastle and they really liked the idea and they supported us with student volunteers. So basically our philosophy is based on two African proverbs. One, it takes a whole village to train a child. And second, each one teach one. Okay, so that translates into our motto, young people learning from each other. And now what we say, we, we run like collaborative communities of learning, you know, for a want of a more sophisticated word for it. <laughs> we now help other community groups setting up their learning hubs and clubs. The way we try to get the homely learning environment is that not, they come in, they either have refreshments, but all the learning sessions are combined with the club. They either start with the club or finish with the club. So for example, in one in Trockley, they come in and there's a kids can cook program because they used to pass by the corner shop and buy pop and crisps and come in very hyper. <laughs> so now we run a kids can cook club and then they have the learning session. And then we also run summer schools as well, full-time summer schools all around project-based learning, team learning, not death by PowerPoint or worksheet or things like that, with the emphasis on collaborative learning. So we help community groups, it's mainly parents or a community centre, set up their own learning hubs and clubs. So we now have eight learning hubs with clubs and every learning hub decides on their club. There is contributions that we ask parents to pay, but nothing to the level of, because they're all in less affluent areas, not to, nothing to the level of you would pay for a tutor. So, for example, a drop-in session is £2.50, but if you want to have one-to-one tutor for six weeks, it's £6 per session. So we generate our own income by delivering those similar services, those clubs and learning hubs to schools and summer schools sometimes to schools as well. So that's how, more or less, how we survive. <laughs> 
So our mission is to equip and empower young children, young people and their family to build a successful future for themselves. If you wanted to start working with children, tip number one, really know why you want to work with children, what you want to do and how you want to do it. That needs to be really clear in everybody's mind before you start. Second, look at your skill set, your experience and your knowledge. How many of you have worked with children before, have experience? If none of you have any skill set, then I would talk to youth organizations, depending on what you want to do, teachers even, early years, practitioners, whatever you want to do with the children, go and seek advice of somebody. Tip number three, training, training, training. I can't say it enough, training. There's obligatory training that you have to do. You have to, all those who are going to be involved with working with children have to do safeguarding level one. A lot of city council, like Newcastle City Council, put it up for free. And a lot of them is online. But you need to know what is safeguarding and what do you need to do by law. Tip four. So once you know what the law says, you need to write your own specific safeguarding policy for what you precisely want to do and for your own settings as well. And then you have to train the people in your own policy and procedure. Again, if you want to train your own people in policy and procedure, you need to have a level three trained trainer safeguarding certificate. Depending also, you need to have a designated safeguarding lead within your organization. Again, there's training for that. A lot of this training is actually free. Find out from other voluntary organizations, some of those training is completely free. Another tip, definitely, everybody involved with the children, young people needs to be DBS checked. Needs to do a check with disclosure and barring. 16 and over. Even your trustees or your directors to have access to data of children, young people need to be DBS checked. Very rewarding working with children, young people, and they add a dimension and they have... They think so far ahead of you and they actually can bring in some really good ideas into your community business. But you need to make sure that everything is in place to keep the child and young person safe. So yes, so my advice is, I'm not saying, I hope not scaring people off working with children, but it's very important. They are kept safe and you are kept safe as well. Thanks, Caroline, for those great tips. The importance of a community space where all walks of life can go to learn, ask questions and socialise is something that's easy to take for granted. If you feel inspired to make a difference to your community and want some extra help or advice, please head over to powertochange.org.uk for more information and resources. Thanks to Power to Change who brought you this podcast and to Pixiu for producing. We'll be back in two weeks time. But until then, from me, Veronica Gordon, thanks for listening.